The Air Between Us, a phrase uttered by Edward, a teenage boy who's the main character in the novel Dear Edward by Anne Napolitano. This is a story of a boy who is the sole survivor of an airplane crash, and it's based on a real crash in 2010. In the novel, Edward has to rebuild his life physically, cognitively, socially, emotionally, in absolutely every way, while living with his aunt and uncle in a home that is new to him, a new community, a new school, and blessedly a new best friend, Shay, a girl his own age who lives next door, who manages the just right balance of watches out for him and cuts him no slack. His high school physics teacher introduces him to the Large Hadron Collider and the research on particle physics, attempting to answer the questions of the smallest particles, their speed, their behavior, their relationship to one another. In Edward's mind, the questions are at the very heart of existence, his and everyone else's. And as the story draws to an end, and Edward is healing, is stronger in every way, he reflects on all the people who were a part of his rebuilding process, especially his uncle, his physics teacher, his principal, and Shay. And in reflecting, he utters the words, the air between us is not dead space. I'm struck by Edward's story for so many reasons. I started my career as a middle school teacher, and I shall always and forever have a special place in my heart for the students in the middle. Edward was 12 when the plane crashed, right in the middle of middle school, which is a hard time for most early adolescents. Like Edward, I'm attracted to the wonders of our world revealed by the physicists and the metaphors for life from particle physics. And like Edward, I wonder about the air between us, and I so agree that it is anything but dead space. The past five months, in which all of you who are graduating today have completed your degrees in a manner never before considered, have given us ample opportunity to consider the air between us, the great disruptors, a worldwide pandemic unlike any in the past 100 years, and a worldwide reaction and revulsion to the murder of a black man by a Minneapolis white police officer, have sent waves of questions, doubts, and fears through the air between us. I call these events disruptors because they have been, they are, and they will continue to disrupt our lives, our individual lives and our collective communal lives. The pandemic has changed how we work, how we learn, how we socialize, how we transact business, how we travel, how we worship. It has changed how medical care is delivered, how courtroom cases are heard, how legislatures conduct business, and how children are educated. George Floyd's murder and the subsequent racial unrest has caused people in this country and around the world to reconsider what they believe to be true about history, to compare what a community's or nation's stated values are to the lived experiences of people within that community or nation, and to think again about language and symbols and power and voice. These have been hard moments as we have confronted that which was in the air between us. And yet, through these moments of questions and doubts and fears, there have been other moments, moments that remind us and make clear to us the connections we share with one another in the air between us. Both disruptors made abundantly clear that no one stands alone, that the idea of the rugged individual is far less viable than the idea of the common good. 
We are absolutely dependent upon one another to emerge from the pandemic. We are dependent upon the scientists to understand the disease and to develop a vaccine. We are dependent upon the healthcare workers to provide the highest level of care for those now 15 plus million persons worldwide who have contracted COVID-19. We are dependent upon essential workers, those who could not work from home so that we could have groceries and transportation and protection of life and property. And we are dependent upon our neighbors and colleagues they who make wise decisions to halt the spread of the virus and in so doing make the community safer for everyone. We are absolutely dependent upon one another to emerge through the very real racial unrest and tension that has marked the past three months and the previous four centuries. This is a time that forces those of us in the majority culture to confront and acknowledge our own biases and actions, our part in a society marked by systemic racism. This is communal work. It is work that happens because we listen, we hear, we reflect, and we act. With both disruptors, we have the opportunity to create new knowledge, new connections, and new stories in the air between us. Because that air between us, as Edward recognized, is not dead space. One person ill in one part of the world is followed by more than 15 million people ill around the world because the virus recognizes no boundaries. We are connected to one another. One black person killed by one white police officer unleashed action and reflection around the world. We are connected to one another. And in the days going forward, we have the grand opportunity to do better, to strengthen communities, to take actions for health and healing, to make decisions for the greater good. And you, graduates of the class of 2020, are in the best of positions to help the world write a better story, to strengthen the air between us, a story of regard for science and regard for the inherent value of humankind, a story of connections rather than divisions, a story of hope rather than fear. Every discipline represented by you, the graduates of 2020, connects to and lends value to the story of connectedness that is waiting to be written. Representative John Lewis, who led and lived civil rights activism until his death this summer, said, when you see something that is not right, not just, not fair, you have a moral obligation to say something, to do something. Our children and their children will ask us, what did you do? What did you say? Edward was captivated by the study of the subatomic particles in the air between us. Some physicists describe those particles as bundles of potential. I love that phrase. The image of light and energy all bundled together, ready to explode into action and effect and impact. Poised on the precipice of this next step, you are a bundle of potential. You bring all that and more to your next step. So go and do. The world is waiting for you to write the new story of the air that is between us.